Hello, Fighting Out Warriors. Happy Friday. Once again, tighter than you want it to be or was designed to be, you are always going to have a way of wanting to fatten up again. Like your appetite and your previous fatness and so on is all kind of a relationship that uh, the leaner you get, the hungry you're going to be. When you have eaten, then you're full. Then you're satisfied, but it doesn't last. And then you wonder why you're never satisfied, why you're always hungry. And then you realize that that's like my cat, Ram. So let me tell me about him. So I got him and he was obese. I got him on my fried diet calorie budget. He got lean, but I had another cat and he stole his food. So he had tsunami waves. So he, he stole and I had to manage to keep him in shape, watch his food, make sure that the other cat didn't give him his uh, her dinner. Then when she died, he naturally didn't have his tsunami waves anymore because I'm the diet police and I keep him in check. So all of a sudden then, of course, he, with this trend of staying on his calorie budget without sudden hiccups of, oh, he got a big feeding. Now he suddenly got really lean. That that's the way it works. Instead of dropping calories, we're just making every day more and more consistent. So you just have a way of learning that if you just stop the up and down in motivation and compliance and just pace yourself, you're gonna see that it's not that hard to stay lean. It's actually very enjoyable. The reason why I don't call this reverse dieting because it's not what we do. We build a lifestyle. And reverse dieting never works out the way people think. Because when you are trying to maintain a weight, which is so easy, people start to kind of snack, add something there and here, justified, holy cows of diet junk. We do that. It's like, is this flip? Suddenly you think maintaining that you have to do something extra? No. <laughs> It's very easy for your body to maintain and adjust by dropping your metabolic rate a little bit, just to adjust. That's why it's good for you to get over yourself in your up and down in compliance, because that is not how you boost your metabolism, which you say is such a big problem. And so Ram now, when I have titrated his calories, started from 240 to now almost 300. Do you think that he stopped crying for more? Do you think he noticed that he's getting more? No. He just sees that this is a new way. Like he can, he win, he won over me. He convinced me to have more. So he thought, oh, well, I can have more. So there's the same, same crying every time I come into the room, every time I move, every time I show that I exist still, he thinks it's time for feeding. He will always take a chance. He cries so hard, he forgets, I don't even care about babies, you know. That's what cats do. They have taught, they have learned that, to get their attention. But he doesn't know that I'm a child free by choice and I have no interest in kids, in babies. And I don't even have any infinity. Like, I don't even think that babies are cute. I'm not one of those people who say, oh my God, adorable. I gotta tell you one thing. I'm not a fan of all the, the baby feeds in the, my reels. Seriously. Like, like, I know. I'm going to say this and you hate me. 
But every woman, every mom loves her kids so much and thinks it's the most beautiful thing that came out of her, her vagina right away. And that's going to blast all over social media. I'm sorry, but a bloody little thing. I know it's your darling. I know. I get it. It's like my poop. No, I'm just kidding. But it's just not my thing. So again, cat, that's what I'm talking about. It's not a, it's not a, you know, don't attack me now because I said something that a kid, a little cat, no, a little kid might look something that I don't think is, I, I think about the alien, you know that movie? Yeah, okay. So Ram, he doesn't, he doesn't know that. So he cries like a little cat kid thinking that he, it's going to calm my mother's heart, but it doesn't. So you got to see that that's the way he is. He will always try. And if I was demented, or the day I will be, he will be fat again because I will keep on giving him food because he cries about it. It's just a signal. That doesn't mean that he needs it. He's, he's, he's fine, but he will always try. That is us too. You have to know that you will always want to be more like a typical basic human. And you will always have a tendency to revert back to that because it's easy. So then I'm thinking about all these ideas of when someone wants to start and pick up their fitness life again, it's typically let's compete. And here is when I started competing, I didn't know that I had the so-called body for it. I think the symmetry, the line, the way of, of the body shape, that that was going to be it, that I... I that I actually had um, a body that was suited for what I wanted to do. It tends to be what they say, that the body of the person chooses its sport. So you just naturally choose what you're talented at. I didn't know I was talented at building muscle. I didn't even know you had to be talented. I just thought I had a body and I have a mind, so I'm going to do this. So I was naturally inclined to pick up and be, wanted to be a female Arnold and that was how I saw it. I saw him and then the first time when I got pumping iron it was like a whole new world opened up. Wow! And I just want, that was just wanted to go to California then realizing that was like 20, 30 years ago you know <laughs> time to wake up and that was when I heard that nobody bodybuilds anymore. So I thought, what happened? So then I just happened to be fitness figure. It turned into fitness figure. Just another name for the same thing. But let's make sure that the women are shamed a little bit. By, don't flex. Be relaxed. And this high heel stupidity again. And it's pretty much just a beauty pageant. But anyway, I love the lines. and love the bodybuilding. So the same training and then do it. But here's what I'm thinking about nowadays. When people say... Why don't you compete again? Like you know, that should you should, you should compete. Or when I com or when I was part of the gym, it was always, are you preparing for a show? What are you training for? Typically, that you have to have something because you can, of course, not just do because you love to do it. Got it? No, gotta be goal. Or people just don't understand you. The reason why I'm not competing 20 years later 
is because I don't ever, it was never my thing. It was just what you do. Like, here is the body, okay, that's what you do. You're supposed to compete, okay. I love the lifestyle, and this was just a way to come to America, like, get a green card, like, get a pro card, compete as a pro, that was the whole thing, the game. That means, the pro level means you are training and competing at the elite level. That I already screened and trained and competed up from national to international, so that I was best from the Sweden, now I can compete internationally, so I had... The talent. It was like, you know, here, there's a reason why people, like, just because I can run, or if I could, I cannot just be Usain Bolt. That it takes genetics, training, time of life, when you're doing it, I mean, everything has to be synchronized and, and it has to be a goal, you know, all that comes into it. Doing all that now, it would be for me personally, like, as tedious as doing something from scratch again, for no gain, because I wouldn't want to compete and, let's say, you do it for myself, because if I do it for myself, well, it's like almost like, why would I want to do that? But either way, it's just not in my interest. But the thing here is what you got to know is that when you want to compete and you have a long way to go, you're going to be mad and sad and feeling inferior for no reason if you forget that just because you have a body doesn't mean that you're going to have what is fitting into the body ideals that will make you competitive. For competitive. You are to compete with other people, my friend, when you are on stage and it's almost my body on stage in a bikini now would be scars on my hamstring and you know saggy skin there i mean whatever i i don't know but the thing is that it would be against women half my age unless i competed in a age division and then you will see that the age division is not just as fun i'm sorry to say it but the bodies that are older are not going to be as impressive when we really see bluntly like the young ones. Because you just have more strength and more power and everything when you're young. So if you can't hold that in your heart and understand that your goal of competition, because I know most people, most women, are only interested in competing because you think you're going to have control of your body. You think that is the way you're going to have a deadline and you have to show up. So it's a way of trying to, to manage and conquer so you don't get fat or get out of shape. That was my kind of, my whole thing. I mean, not that I, but I kind of presented into myself that this is what I want to do and I wanted to do it. So it was my choice, but now I wouldn't want to do it again. Because it would be of me standing and flexing on a stage, which I can do online. Things have changed. I didn't even have a camera when I was competing, you know? You were relying on someone else, hopefully documenting. There was no such thing as taking a selfie. It was take up the photo, the camera, and take those photos every week. And then, you know, go to the lab, blow them up and see... And then you notice there's nothing's changed, and you still have to keep going. 
So the whole body through competition, you got to understand that first of all, you when you are to compete, if you have real goals, you are going to go against the best. So then if you already feel that your body, that you have to work on your self-love relationship, that it's hard for you to even accept online that bodies are AI and you're going to be... How are you going to handle understanding that your body has been through a lot of challenges and adventures and it's just not going to be competitive on stage? You're not even going to look anything that you have trained because everything's going to be comparison with other people. On stage, you compare one body to another in order to see size, symmetry, who is the better one. Because that's a subjective way. All the body parts are built on the lines, the symmetry, definition, vascularity, you know, and then all that. So for you to have a personal goal and challenge and, st- and stand on stage in a amateur championships where there might be two people, yeah, it's great for you to have a trophy and know that you did it, but what is going to be the real reason for that? It's just really important to know your reason because competing and preparing for a show is a whole lot more pressure than doing it as a little thing you like to do as your thing you do. It's not that you shouldn't compete. It's not that you shouldn't have goals. It's all about being realistic with what are you actually doing because dreaming away about competing... How many times do you think I hear that from clients who cannot even remember their diet for a week? And they've been trying and they're into fitness for decades, pretty much. I know that people love to just talk, but with me being a coach and coaching, I have to be real about, you just have to know that the more you're going to go against other people, which is the way if you're going to compete... If you do it for yourself, just know that you're going to prepare that those bodies are incredible. When you stand beside someone who's elite level, how is your body going to compare? It's no different than if you compare my body when I have a flabby day versus uh, my absolute dream body day. It's going to be a huge difference. So I'm all for working hard, you know. But it's also good to know that if you're going to go from regular people ambition, like going for a five kilometer race, to somehow you're going to compete in physique looks, in everything that is just going to be the hardest thing to achieve. You know, the feeling of living the fittest life, doing the training, eating right, loving what we do, that whole feeling is not the same as competing with visual and looks that you got to compare with your body. And there's no problem doing that too. You just have to be really tough. You have to have a more relaxed relationship so you can understand to have people watch and observe and criticize that that is just, that is part of it. That's the way it is. It is supposed to be judged. It is supposed to be compared. It is not everyone wins. You are a winner in your life because you focus on what makes you happy. That's why I'm saying, why are you doing it? Is it for it to make you happy? Is it to prove something for yourself? And, and then what is that going to prove? And what is it going to come out of it? 
what is it that you're trying to achieve or accomplish by that? Because when you're 20, it's one thing. When you're 40, another. When you're 60. Because of most of these kind of ambitions I hear from never comes into real life. And the ones who usually say they want to compete are not even training yet. And they are in the 40s, 50s, 60s. And then they get disappointed because they feel like, oh, this is not worth it. You forget that competitors compete. I trained three whole years before I competed the first time. It took me about seven years before I have kind of achieved my real physique. As in now I have spent enough time. Around 10 years, that was kind of like, now is the baseline really met well. After that is, you know, refining, refining, refining. And nowadays, I am extremely, extremely excited about my current training life. Because this is the first time where I'm staying lean and building for real. Not just pretending. What do I mean? Well, pretending is this. In the past, when I, wanted, when I stayed lean and kept on, which is, had been my ambition my whole life to do it better and better. So you see my journey, I can stay leaner and leaner and being happier and happier. And there's no sudden, oh, I have to start over. Because they're not happening. They're not part of my life, so you don't see them. And my body manifests what I am. I'm not a liar. I'm truthful. So that's why you don't see me fall away and hiatus and then coming back three months later when I've done my fat burning mode I can present myself as a decent coach again you know typically to face life lives of people who want to just show a charade that every time that I felt that I wasn't lean enough or the scale went up a little bit and I was in my attempt to gain muscle and staying lean not fat enough like everyone else uh, well, I had my justified refeeds that were like 12 protein bars and two boxes of veggie, roasted vegetables from, from Whole Foods. Oh, I love that. I love to pretend that that was kind of just, okay, of course I wasn't as lean as I'm now because there was just a lot of entourage calories in the way I ate. Because when you go and you eat out, that's just the way because they add sugar and oil and salt to make it more appetizing. And those calories add up, and so it's more moreish, it's tasty, so you eat more. So that's why. There's no weirdness that you're going to have less control when you have outsourced the way you're getting fueled up, right? So I don't do that. That's why I'm leaner, and I save money. And now it's just like I don't, I've lost my interest in, in whole food buffet. Now I'm thinking maybe I want that for my next refeed, but I forgot that. My refeeds are kind of every day, so since I'm eating more and not calorie counting, and I, I really rely on my dedication discipline, so I don't have those justified refeeds that fatten me up when I'm gaining lean. So what I'm doing this time is I'm completely changed my training, and I love to see how I'm really shaping up and how my body's changing. That one day I'm a little bigger, and then one day I'm leaner, and I, it's it's. I have never done this because I always stop them. So when I had my overgluttony in the past, I would just, just like you, feel like a little flabby, step on the scale, notice it's up or down, and then I would adjust. So I would just go on a defeat, defeat again in order to not fatten up. So I would never allow my body 
to have a puffy day, which might just have been, again, a little fluctuation. And that kind of short patience means I was definitely not gaining as much muscle as I could if I had allowed my body to have time and not be always, oh, I don't know, maybe she's going to cut us off again. That is what you do when you keep on shutting off when your body's doing what, is, what you want it to do. Yeah, you heard me. When you're gaining muscle and you just get freaked out because you can't understand the visual and the fluctuation like a da daily weather report, you cannot interpret it. So you just freak out and you do like me, you cut down calories. And I don't do it anymore. So that's why I think I have never been more excited about my training life for that reason that I have in my whole bodybuilding life. Can you just listen? It's not until now I'm really focusing on gaining the lean way that I always wanted and eating. So I'm just in bliss and absolutely in ecstasy every day because I made my life of eating, training, sleeping and be in love with that as my real, regular daily routine. So to summarize this, it's just really, again, you gotta know why you're doing it and what you're up for and what it takes. Because if you're not, if you're not aware, it's just going to be a lot of disappointment and thinking there's something wrong with you. Well, you just forgot that there's just elite levels to levels to levels. And these bodies are, I mean, I'm so proud that I even, that I was on stage with the best ones. But you bet I was never the winner. I would never be the winner. I was not ready to, I didn't want to compete and do what they do. So I didn't, which means I wouldn't ever have a chance to be in the top. Now, politics and all that stuff, yeah, sure, we could talk about that, but this was my personal journey, so I don't care about that. But it's so good to know that you look at me and you think, wow, you know, but I, hey, I had nothing compared to those who just follow the sport and want to compete and win more than I did, because I was never interested enough to win just to win, and I never even care care to keep the trophies that they give you because I was not about the bling. The worst and the tedious time of competing was all the sitting beside, sitting behind stage waiting, having to eat nothing and, you know, like dry out. I didn't drop the water because I never looked good with that, but I dropped my food. I couldn't eat my big vegetables, of course, before, the day before. And then all the makeup and all the high heels that kind of just glue your bikini and how you can't go to pee because then the pee stains your tan and you have to re... It's just not at all what I'm into. And I'm thinking, what, why do women want to do this or, or people? I mean, it could be on stage. It's great. I love that to show off. But in this stripper outfit and all the stage makeup, and I just don't know. I like, maybe I'm just not... Well, I guess I just have to accept I'm not into beauty pageants. It's just boring. It's just boring. So I was just, ugh, can't wait until it's over. Because all the sitting behind stage and the pumping up, I didn't want to do that either, was just boring. It was the lifestyle, what it takes to prepare. That was what I was in for, and that's why I'm still here. While the ones who competed to be admired... Well, they tend to not be around anymore because people just don't keep on admiring you when you just don't have what it takes to be admired anymore, apparently. So, summary. You got to know why you do it. And when you do it, do it with all your heart. Don't do it to be compared with other people. 
But if you do in a comparison sport, you have to know that's the nature of it. And it might be hard for you to, you know, to, you gotta just work harder on the way you handle it. Because it can really be tough to be judged by yourself and see that you don't have what it takes to be competitive. I like, just listen to me. I don't have what it takes to be competitive. I would never be competitive in today's world. I would never, I would never nothing because I wouldn't be willing to do what they do. And if I were, I might not have the genetics anyway. Well, my injuries and my scars would definitely put me out of competitiveness because you can't be a winner with so-called flaws or imperfections and injuries. That's part of a career in athleticism. There's a reason why when, when football players, they break, they cannot just keep on playing. That's the game. And this is the game of life that you gotta know. And then who you're playing for. So it should gotta be for yourself. Only for yourself, even in comp- competing with others. Because if you don't, you're always gonna feel that you're not good enough. And that's the way you get competitive. That's how you wanna be a winner. But it's not gonna make you happy. And of today, I think happiness is what the world needs, not more competition.